What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. It's just a personality because everyone is different. I, for myself, I'm a very introvert. Just being here on camera is like, I'm so nervous. I've been nervous all day. And I feel like that's really what makes, um, not my suit stand out, but I, I think, yeah, it's, it's like how you approach people. You know, some some more extroverted people, there might be, you know, more bubbly and more, um, and, and I feel like that kind of also shows in the photos um, versus me. I, I feel like I vibe with other introverts <laughs> and it's it's more it's a lot of times it's just a, a quieter energy and that i feel like it's just shows in the work too so i feel like that's uh, a quality that everyone has but everyone's quality is different so it's just the, the, how, how you approach people and how you how you work with them i think Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, Having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm super excited to dive into today's conversation with Sarah Havens. Sarah is a photographer, daydreamer, and she specializes in capturing what makes your heart skip a beat. Those fleeting moments, as well as those big emotions. Genuine connection and affection is what she's after and specializes in intimate storytelling. She is a photography mentor and two-time instructor for the Milky Way, and she is based in Southwest Germany. So welcome, Sarah. Hello. Hey, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you today. So excited. So tell us who you are and what you're passionate about. 
All right. So yeah, I'm Sarah. I'm here in Germany. My passion when it comes to photography, I would say is definitely in the family and couples kind of region. That's what I love the most. And uh, just hearing everyone's story and being able to capture those moments for them. That's what I'm after. <laughs> I love it. So what inspired you to pursue photography? And so how did you get started? Oh, it's actually a very interesting story. Uh, a few years ago, well, that's already by now more than 10 years ago, I uh, moved to the States from Germany. And while I was looking for a normal job, right, I did some photography classes on the side and I really fell in love with it. And I'm like, let's just try this. Um, and um, so, yeah, I just started my business in uh, that was in Virginia in 2014. And ever since then, I haven't looked back to my normal day job. <laughs> so that kind of how the whole business side started. I love it. So you moved, so you started business in the States and then you moved back to Germany? Yes, correct. We were very lucky to, uh, to move back home for me, yeah. my home. <laughs> I love that. So how long have you been back in Germany? Um, since 2015. So how, what was it like moving your business back home? It was, I want to say almost for me a little easier because I am German. So I feel like in the States, it was uh, a little harder for me just to kind of, I don't know, the whole communication is sometimes it's a little bit of a challenge. And it is very interesting how like in the States, there were normal people, right, to work with um, versus here, we have a big military community. So my client base is mostly um, military personnel. So it's it's kind of, it's a little different, but yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It's, uh, um, yeah, it's an interesting move. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, because specifically you really specialize in like intimate connection photography, which is not something that you would immediately think like military, right? No, <laughs> not at all. That is, that is true. And I have to say the, the whole photography market here in Germany is so different. Like I, myself, I don't, we never got professional family photos taken back in the day and uh, and the market is just very different here. So even though I am based in Germany, 99% of my clients are Americans. Interesting. So do you find that a lot of your clients are looking to like Instagram and like what's popular in the States and saying, okay, can you replicate and do stuff like that here? Or do you find that they're just like immediately drawn to your work? Yes, I would say over here, most people, they want to capture their time in here in Germany because they're usually only here for like a year or three up to three years so they would always like to um include that german um a little bit of german vibe in their session so we go to castles a lot and uh, shoot in the german countryside so that's usually what most people are after but then there is obviously we have lots of photographers here but then i think what when they see my pictures they they see okay it is german but there's always that like connection so I think that's kind of um, that mix that they are after when when they contact me. Absolutely. Just a beautiful meld of, of everything, of all your experiences. And I think that's so important because that is literally how we become artists is like who we are. And it's completely on my bucket list. Like I am a castle girl. Like Oh, yes. <laughs> there are so many castles around here. It's like one prettier than the other. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. So what do you think is the most important quality for a photographer or a creative to bring into their own work? 
Oh, that's a tough one. Their most important quality? I think it's it's just a personality because everyone is different. I, for myself, I'm a very introvert. Just being here on camera is like, I'm so nervous. I've been nervous all day. <laughs> so, And I feel like that's really what makes, not makes you stand out, but I, I think, yeah, it's, it's like how you approach people. You know, some some more extroverted people, there might be, you know, more bubbly and more, um, and, and I feel like that kind of also shows in the photos Yeah. Um, versus me. I, I feel like I vibe with other introverts and it's it's more it's a lot of times it's just a, a quieter energy and that I feel like it's just shows in the work too so I feel like that's uh, a quality that everyone has but everyone's quality is different so it's just a, it, the, how, how you approach uh, people and how you how you work with them I think it's absolutely true for for years you, do you know Paulina Dusman or Dushman Dushman She's this amazing fine art photographer, and I actually hosted her in my – I actually went to, to a workshop shop with her in California, and then I had her come, and I hosted her at my own studio. And her approach and my approach are so vastly different. And, like, this was probably about eight years ago, and I couldn't figure out. I'm like, why can't I get my work to look like your work? She's like, Lisa, we are so different. Like, you are, like, just goofy and bubbly and, like – you're, you play with kids. And she's like, I just sit back and watch. And so your approach and my approach are just going to give such different results. And so once I got that and kind of like leaned into who I am and who I am as an artist, I was like, okay, I can just be myself and that's awesome. Yes. And I think, right, it's like, it's fun, like kind of coming to that term of like how you see the world. No one else sees it like that. And I think especially also in uh, uh, in style shoot or when you meet up with other photographers, and, and that's where it shows you shoot exactly the same couple in the same location, yet yet everyone's pictures are going to turn out different. So that's so interesting. It's so interesting. Like just even like the prompts you give or like the way you are or like how you make people comfortable or like it's just so fascinating, like the psychology of the, photo the photography experience that we bring to it that maybe we underestimate at times. Which I think is fascinating because in one of um, one of our retreat groups, there was a conversation going on about AI, like and how like our how do we feel about AI? Is it going to be replacing photographers? And I was like, well, I don't think so. To be completely honest, like right because they come to us because this is the way we see things. This is how we see the world and the experience that they're having with us. AI can't do that. I agree. I agree. And I have to admit, I have been, the whole AI is so big right now in, in everyone's like this um, conversations. And I have to admit, I did a little bit of research and like just uh, for, uh, for example, for prompts, it's, it's, it's good for inspiration. Oh, I never thought of that, you know, and I might try it and maybe it works and maybe it doesn't. Um, so I definitely see it for us as photographers, not as a that we're going to lose our jobs. I think it's going to help us to just maybe think outside the box or get some new ideas that we wouldn't have thought of ourselves. But then when we get those new ideas, we're still going to make it our own, you know? It kind of reminds me a little bit of like, do you remember when, like, like way back in the day, like when Photoshop actions and presets first started coming out and then people were using them and people were like, oh my goodness, you are not an artist if you use presets or actions and shame, shame, shame on you, right? And it was like, no, like it's actually just a tool. It can be used, 
You can make your own actions. You can use these things in a way that you are still a very talented artist. You're not relying on something to, to do it all for you. You still have to be the operator of the system. We just work smarter. Right? Like, and I think AI is really akin because I mean, I've used it. I've used it for like prompts. I've used it for different blog post ideas. I've used it. I've actually played with some of the art stuff and I've Photoshop myself into, into backdrops just for fun because I think it's a tool. Like at least use it, but use your own creativity. Don't forget that you're an artist too, right? Exactly. And I have to say, uh, especially from my perspective, where like English is my, maybe not your first language. And I use it like, can you help me make this sound more fluid or something? You know, that I think that's, it's very helpful. I don't see it as a competition. I think I, I see it as a tool, like you said. Absolutely. Or even like come up with like, especially if someone like is a photographer and they're like, okay, you know what? I hate blogging. I hate blogging so much. And you're like, okay, hey, I, I, can you please come up with 10 different photography blog post ideas on XYZ subjects? Yes. And it will come up with these topics and you still get to write them, right? Exactly. Like, yes. I, I yeah. couldn't agree more. Yes. I think just like use it, use it as a tool, use it for good. Now you really specialize in some incredible couples photography and your images really convey so much love and connection. So my question is, do you have some couples that are really rigid and not relaxed? And do you have any advice on getting them to loosen up so you can capture that emotional connection? Yes. Um, that's probably the first thing everyone says to me, right? Like, oh, Sarah, I'm not, we're not photogenic. We're so awkward. <laughs> I'm sure you hear that a lot all the time too, right? So I think a lot of times when couples are, or, or families, it doesn't matter when they're a little more, um, yeah, they, they say they feel awkward or they might be a little shy or just, just don't know what to do, right? I think what, what's important there is that for me is the uh, preparation. So I always, always want to make sure that I talk to the person before we meet for the shoot because I feel like when we, you meet and you're like, oh, hi, I'm Sarah, um, let's go shoot. I feel like that's just so um, I would also feel feel a little overran like oh my god this is a lot at once so I feel like it always helps when you speak to the people before and you get to know them I personally I, I send out a questionnaire usually before the session just to kind of feel out what type of person they are and they they usually tell me oh we're we're more like introverts or uh, we like to just run wild or whatever so I, I feel how it gives me an opportunity to kind of knowing in advance how to approach them and I always try to kind of mirror the energy a little bit so if someone just you feel like they're like super bubbly or they're maybe like I don't know what to do and I'm um, so I try to mirror that a little bit and just re remind them like you don't ha have to look in the camera if that's uncomfortable for you I just want this to be an experience between the, the two of you, if it's a couple, sometimes I tell them, pretend I'm not even here. Like, just go on a stroll and I, I'll i be like kind of by your side, but it's, just ignore me. And then I also make sure that, you know, before before we start shooting, so when we meet at location, we have like a little a little chat for like five minutes or so just to kind of get to know them and get them to open up before before we start. I feel like they, everyone needs that five minutes to be on the same page and just kind of know who they're dealing with. I feel like that helps a lot. And I feel like here, 
with us being that military community, it always gives us like, oh, so um, where have you been stationed and how long have you been here? So there's always something to talk about to kind of get the conversation flowing. And that usually opens them up. I love that. I think it's so important because, you know, it's funny because we often forget, like when they arrive to the session, we don't know what was happening in the car before they got there. <laughs> right. And typically it's probably like a lot of fighting. <laughs> Funny story. I think it was just two days ago. I meet my clients in the in the parking lot of the castle, right? <laughs> um, and the first thing mom tells me is, um, Sarah, just a fair warning. We had a huge argument before we got in the car. So mm, tensions are a little high right now. I'm like, well, it's okay, you know, because we're just like, we walk a few minutes and then I let everyone kind of decompress. Um and I make sure to talk to the kids, like, I don't know what they've done that today, or um, just kind of get everyone a little separate so they can, everyone can take a breath and then start fresh. Yeah, I love that. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's, you know, we think that everyone is so unique, but we're so similar. Like we're like, you know, like my husband and I, we get in arguments on the way to photo shoots. Totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody does. It's stressful, right? Getting the kids ready and like usually my husband doesn't want to do it. So like, I don't think any husbands want to do no, it. Right. It's the norm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think again, that's where the uh preparation comes in. Like I, I really stress because usually you talk only to the mom or the girlfriend or the wife. And I really like make sure, like, hey, make sure you have that conversation with your partners yeah. or kids. Um, make this the big event for the day and uh, I give them a little a uh, little prepare list to um, like what to do during the days leading up to the shoot just so the better they are prepared the less stress and the less stress the better you're set up for success and hopefully not too much tension <laughs> yeah have you ever had a situation where the dad just didn't turn it around and like yeah yeah <laughs> same yeah <laughs> but I feel like we just have to work with it. I mean, in the end, you know, I I try to bring that message across like, hey, those are, you know, you're paying for photos yeah. and you want to look back at those photos in 10 years from now. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just find it harder if, if it's, if it's kids, you know, we all understand. Yeah. But I feel like if it's a parent, I don't know, they, <laughs> they should be able to just pull it together for I know, just no, for a little bit. I, I had a situation actually, it was probably, oh, it's got to be well over 10 years ago now, but uh, it was, I took a family to this field and I didn't know that there had been a mosquito hatch. And so I have like all the things in the car, the sprays and everything. So I was prepared for pretty much any situation, but the dad freaked out and they had taken two vehicles and he drove away. He just like got in his car and left. No way. Like I was just like flabbergasted. I didn't know what to do. And <laughs> unfortunately they, they, or fortunately for her, I don't know, they're no longer together, but yeah, that was, I did a motherhood session that day. <laughs> yeah. It's what it is. Or I've had family sessions where like they booked a family session and dad doesn't show up. So, so if you're out there listeners, like we run into these odd situations as well. And you're not alone if you, if you have them and it's just kind of like, well, you just kind of have to roll with it with what you get, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's all we can do. Just make the best with what, what we're presented with. Right. Yeah. 
Pretty much. So would you, are your approach be the same with an older couple as well? Like, would you be shooting an older couple using the same poses or would you somehow elevate them for a couple, say maybe in their fifties, sixties? Um, how would you approach that? I would probably leave out the piggyback rides, yeah. that kind of stuff, right? But other than that, I feel like a lot of my poses are, because I am in, in fields a lot where we don't have a lot of like structural elements to work with, such as walls or something to sit on. Um, so most of my prompts, I think, are just walking and standing and sitting poses. And uh, that's also another thing that I ask beforehand in my uh, questionnaire to make sure if there's any um, mobility limitations. So walking into the sessions, I know, okay, if someone is not able to pick up somebody else, that's of course totally understandable. But I would probably just dial it down a notch but I wouldn't want to lose the intimacy factor. But that's also something I always ask beforehand if are you snuggly? Are you um, like snuggly in public? Or is that uncomfortable for you? Because if they are, then I don't want to make them do that. You know, I want to sometimes if someone is looking for something more in more, even more intimate, and um, I make sure I have that conversation beforehand with mostly the girl, the wife, the girlfriend. Like, uh, did you, do you guys want to show skin? Cause, um, I personally, I love, let's say the guy is shirtless or there's, you can see a little bit of shoulder. I just want to make sure to have that conversation beforehand. So I'm like, yes, this might be awkward on the phone, but I just rather ask you now. So we're all on the same page and then just again, tell them to make sure to have that conversation with their partner. So, okay, this is how far we want to go. This is how much we want to show. This is how much affection we want to show. If they don't want to kiss in front of the camera, then that's okay. You know, there's so much, so many other ways to, to get what we want. So I, I don't, besides the crazy uh, piggyback rides or other than that, I wouldn't shoot an older couple much different than a younger, I think. I love that. I think, I think that is, I think that's so great. And it's like, what I really hear from you is how the importance of the clear, the clearness and the clarity in the conversations that you're having prior to set yourself up for success at this session. Because I think a lot of us, like we book it and then it's just like the client shows up, like you've had a very basic questionnaire. And so you really aren't sure what you're walking into, but having those conversations and having that that clearness probably helps you with your confidence going into a session because you know exactly how you're going to approach it. Yes. And I think, uh, I feel like it's a, it's a two part, two part thing. It's uh one is the, the questionnaire and the talking to the client beforehand and, and, you know, walk them through all the things. The other thing I feel like is also how you present yourself online. Mm -hmm. Like on my website, you find exactly one castle picture. <laughs> and yet still everyone wants to go there and you I think there's exactly one picture on my whole website where someone's actually looking into the camera and smiling I always tell people or I ask them like oh so if you have seen you know my website and the photos on there and then I would assume that's what you want please correct me if I'm wrong right so I want to know from them oh yes I want exactly what I see on the website which is all like more intimate and I'm a huge sucker for closed eyes and just not looking in the camera. So I, I have that conversation, again, comes back to the conversation. I make sure like, is this what you're looking for? Or are you looking for something more, more post, which I'm happy to give you, but I don't show that on my website as much. So if somebody 
doesn't have never heard of me before and just sees my website and says, okay, this is exactly what I want, then I'll, I'll tell them like, you know, then expect to not look in the camera. And um, um, so I feel like it's, it's those two things, show what you want to shoot, right? And then communicate that with the client. And I feel like that's that's what sets you up for success to to shoot, to get those kind of clients, those ideal clients to shoot what you love and um, and to give the client what they want. I love that. You know, what's funny is you sparked something in my head because I love to have closed eyes people as well. Like it is my jam, just like in that dreamy. Well, the funny thing is, is back to AI. I was trying to use this AI software and it kept saying everything with people's eyes closed was like bad. And I was like, mm-hmm. like the culling, see, the culling, yeah. like even the culling software. I'm like, nope, like I'm not picking the ones that you're picking because that's not what I like. Yeah. I could see that being a, right? being a problem with AI. I have not used the culling AI yet because for that reason, because I feel like it would throw out a lot of stuff that I love. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. And I'm just like, so I try, I've tried a few times and I'm like, that is not my strong. These are not my strongest images. These are not the ones that I would select. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think I find it so fascinating, right? Like, yeah. But everyone loves it, and and you probably know as well, like uh, that the pictures your client loves the most is usually not the ones we right? love the most. No, always. It never is. No, it's so funny because I love the ones where it's like a tender moment between like a mother and child, and it's always one where it's like both of them just smiling at the camera. <laughs> like, yeah, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> well, it's just is what it is. So do you have any favorite prompts that you love to use at your sessions? Yeah, I think my uh, one of the go-tos is the walk, walking ones to get everyone warmed up. That's usually what I start with. And then especially if it's, if it's only a couple, I love to do the hip bump. I tell them just walk and bump each other's hip, right? Like not too strong that you knock one over, um, but just a little bit because I feel like they... They feel a little silly and then they, then they laugh. So I feel like that gets them warmed up and it makes for great photos. Um, so that's, I feel like that's always a winner, that one. Yeah, I love it. I love to do drunk walk with, with my, yes. my the parents. <laughs> They're like, because they, they yes. always have a story about how they were drunk walking somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then another one, especially for couples, like my favorite go-to is um, when they uh, face each other. And I have the guy give the girl a kiss like right here and she just closed her eyes and leans in. And I feel like that always looks super romantic. Yeah. Anything, anything. What's funny, my mom messaged me the other day. She's like, you know what I was thinking? She's like, you should see if you can photograph book covers. I was like, that is exactly my style. (laughs) (laughs) I think you would be good at it too. Oh, I would love that. (laughs) That'd be fun. Yeah. So do you have any tips maybe for kids that don't want to snuggle and they just want to be wild and crazy at a session? How do you reel those little monkeys in? I usually don't. No. I let them run. <laughs> yeah. Because eventually they'll be tired and then they'll come back to mom, right? Yeah. Um, but for the most part, because especially the wilder they get or the wilder they are and the more, I don't know, energy they have to run off, um, I feel like the harder it is, like when, when the mom tries to keep them close. It's just gonna, it's the effect where it just gets worse the more you try. Yeah. Um, so I usually tell them like, let's just let them go. And I use that moment to maybe take uh, pictures of just the parents because eventually their energy will shift and they will 
calm down or they will come to mom. Usually as soon as you start taking the pictures of the parents, they come back like, oh, wait, I want to, I want an intention too, right? Yep. It's so, it's like every time it's like they just, or they don't want mom and dad to kiss or hug. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I try to just kind of let them run wild and A, either I follow them and, you know, take photos of their little exploration, what they've got going on, or I just kind of use it to take pictures of the parents. And I tell parents, like, just let, let them go. It's okay. Because sometimes you feel the tension in the parents come up like, oh, he's running off. He's not behaving. What can I do? I'm like, don't, don't worry about it. Just, just, you know, that's why I like for location wise, if, if it's safe for them to just run off for, for a bit, um, I'm like, just don't, don't stress, let them, let them run off, let them explore, pick some flowers and um, they'll be back. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. So you ready for our lightning round? Yes. Okay, so do you have any personal projects going on right now? And if so, what is it? So are we talking business projects or just completely private? Anything you want. Any personal project. We have a lot going on. We live in a 100-year-old house, <gasps> um, so there's always projects. <laughs> and right now we're just getting uh, a lot of projects done in the backyard. Yeah. Um, so that's probably what we're working on most right now. Love it. On the, on the personal project side, yeah. Do you like to cook? And if you do, what do you like to cook the most? I do. I have to admit, lately, I even prefer baking over cooking. Ooh. And I started uh, making macarons because they're so kind of finicky to get just right. And I take it as a personal challenge. And now I just love making them <laughs> in all kinds of flavors. Oh, I love it. I love it. What's for dinner tonight? We ordered Indian takeout oh, yeah. since it's already dinner time yeah. here. Yeah. Love I'll it. be digging in as soon as yeah, <laughs> after this conversation. <laughs> What's the best gift you've ever received? I don't know. The gift of life. Yeah. The gift of love. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Oceans or mountains and why? Mountains. Yeah. hundred percent. Love it. Uh, why? Because it just sets me at peace. I love the Alps. Um, that's where, yeah. It just sets me at peace. In our in our area, there's lots of rolling hills, and I never lived really close to the ocean, so I don't need it. I love it. When do you feel the most authentically yourself? Uh, in my sleep. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love it. What makes your soul light up? That's a tough one. I don't know. Nature. I lo- I'm a big hippie. I love being outside in nature on a beautiful day. Again, the Alps is my absolute happy place. That just sets me at peace. And that's where I'm the happiest, I think. Love it. What is the best piece of business advice you've ever been given? Um, I feel like the best business advice, I don't know, don't compare yourself to others, maybe. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big one, especially nowadays with the high, the internet. And yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been interesting because I know we started probably around the same time. You know, I was... 2010 when I picked up a camera and there was like it it wasn't a lot out there and now it's just like you need Mm -hmm. to like sometimes silence it and turn it off in order to digital detox yep yeah it's important so where can our listeners learn more from you well I do offer mentoring so on my website you find all the info that you that you need about that other than that I'm not a big youtuber or in general, social media is uh, is more work than joy, to be honest. <laughs> Again, that comes back to me being so introverted. That's that's why I'm like, um, 
please find me. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I love it. Now, you're also going to be teaching for the online family retreat coming up in June of 2023. So can you share a little bit about what you're going to be teaching on? Yes. I have a beautiful family that I shot. And um, it's a family with two boys with a super crazy lighting situation. We had super harsh sun coming in and out. We had two really wild boys. Um, So you'll see how I work around that. Um, And we take some family photos parent photos, and then we edit them. So you'll see basically my whole spiel from start to finish. Love it. So I always love to end my interviews just with this last question. And it is, what are you currently curious about or artistically curious about? Oh, I think when it comes to photography, I just want to dig deeper, so to say. Since, you know, I love couples photography, I wouldn't mind exploring a little bit into even more intimate couple session. I just want to get more even intimate photos, no matter if couples or families or motherhood, but it's kind of hard to uh, to convey people for that, yeah. <laughs> especially here. Like I said, it's a military community, which a lot of people are a little more on the on the conservative side, to be honest. So it's kind of hard to find people that are open for more intimate sessions, um, but that's kind of where I would love to explore a little more. Love that. Love that. Well, thank you, Sarah, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. This was great. It's it's nice to uh, to talk to other people on the screen. This is so rare to me. I think this is my first like interview on the computer ever. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you did amazing. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I hope uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And um, yeah, uh, this was fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, my beautiful friends. I hope you have enjoyed this conversation just as much as I did. I am sending you so much of my light and my love today and every single day. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a moment to ask you a little favor. I so appreciate you spending your time with me and tuning in and listening to the show. I would be so incredibly grateful if you could take a quick moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your review helps other photographers discover the podcast and learn how to grow their own photography businesses and gain confidence to go after their dreams. It also means the world to me personally and helps me know what content you find most helpful. Thank you so much for your support and for being part of our amazing community.